All right, Leafstock, the penultimate episode. <laughs> oh, I'm Katie Bunkus, Justin Bourne, Sam McKee. As always, you can follow on Twitter and Instagram at JD Bunkus, at JT Bourne, at Sam A. McKee. I, like, what is there to even say? What, what is there even to say about this team? 19 years, they wait to get out of the first round. They show up in the second. They get the opponent that they would have handpicked, probably had they done a draft out of all of their potential playoff performers. And the Toronto Maple Leafs show up in a must-win, do-or-die game and lay an absolute egg. I, whoever wants to start, go ahead. I am sick for this franchise. I'm sick for this fan base. I'm sick for this city. Justin? Go ahead, no, I get, the, I get the vibes. This is a Leafs fan vibe. You guys seem very upset, and I feel like Sam should have this one. I I got to say, I'm just flat out disgusted. I, I really, really can't believe Well, I shouldn't say I, I, I can't believe it. I should have believed it. You know, it's, it's a game where it's a do-or-die game. It's a game seven situation, right? Like, it's a, the first, like, real... Winner go winner go home situation that they've had so far in the playoffs, and they acted like it. It was just the big four with tight buttholes the whole game, not converting, not like I mean, how many shots did Matthews even finish with tonight? Like it's just a really, really, really upsetting performance in a do or die game for a franchise that had more momentum than they've had in twenty years. Their fan base was excited, like you said, hand picked team. I just, I really can't believe what I watched tonight. Like I wasn't, you know, I, you come to expect certain things watching this core, mm-hmm. but I, I have to be honest, fellas. The reason it hurt so bad is because I just didn't expect it. I thought it was different and it was the same old stuff. It just really was. It's really, really tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I that sums it up pretty nice. Go ahead. Go ahead. Share a thought. Well, you know, my, I guess, it's such a take that like no one really wants to hear necessarily, but like mm. they, they come up. I'm not saying I'm not going to come on here and say they played good. I'm not going to okay, do thank that. You. Thank God. Well, you but, can't because they didn't. So, no, exactly. <laughs> no, but they come out on the road against a good team, you know, in their building. And I think they gave Florida six shots in the first period. Like I all my, my problem with them tonight is that nothing happened offensively. This is a team that's supposed to be built around their guys that break games open elite guys, game breakers, Nylander, Marner, Matthews. Those guys didn't do anything offensively, no sustained pressure, no rebound chances. I thought as a team. So if you're going to critique coaching, I thought the team was structurally good. Florida didn't have as much, you know, the Toronto had more ozone time, all that stuff. Mm. But the difference is supposed to be that you have that foundation. Then your guys go do the thing. Their guys didn't go do the thing. You know, Borny, all of us have been watching this sport our entire lives. And to say that the Leafs core four guys played without heart is an understatement for me tonight. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned it, those those four guys, this was the entire gambit of the franchise. This was Kyle Dubas's bet that the, the we can and we will era, right? Four guys that will drive a team to success. These four guys are who you put the entire bet on. Those four guys have zero goals in a playoff series against a Florida Panthers team that was 23rd in the NHL on the penalty kill, one of the worst teams in the NHL at keeping pucks out of their own net, and is fielding a defense core that uh, a, a former NHLer told me the other day is borderline AHL. Like, this was disgraceful from them tonight. 
This wasn't like, oh, well, you know what? You got goalied. Oh, well, you got some bad luck. Oh, you were really around it tonight. This was just a pure and full choke job. And like, we can go through each and every one of those players. But to me, like, boy, oh boy, did the Mitch Marner of the Montreal Canadiens series sure show up tonight. Like, couldn't keep a couldn't make a pass, couldn't control an exit, turning over pucks. Where was Matthew's legs? Like, did he burn out completely from having to play 24 minutes the night before or a couple of days ago? He's in the prime of his career and he's got no legs. I'm watching LeBron James at age 38 rip up and down a basketball floor every single night. He seems to be kind of fine. Like, what, what's the excuse here? What was John Tavares' there, impact on the game is, tonight exactly? There, like, there is no excuse. There is no excuse. And it's the game starts and Matthews breaks in. And he absolutely zips one off the crossbar. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. You know, like, here we go. And then that may have been his last meaningful contribution into the game. Like, I, yeah. I, I can't believe. I, I, he keeps saying that. It's not, I can't believe it. They were so bad in this game. Like, I really can't understand how everything that's riding on this in terms of like, they know the stakes with everything. They know the stakes with the coaching staff, with the front office, with the fans, with the team, with the history and everything. And they know the stakes and you go into this game and you play like that. Like there was a time where I was wondering if they were going to have to bench Marner. Like I I had that thought cross my mind. I'm like, can they, like, can they keep sending him out there? Because the turnovers were not over, not only like egregious, they were in the worst spots on the, on the ice at Mm -hmm. least I don't know how many he ended up with tonight. I, I, I didn't look at the stats, but I test wise, it had yeah. to be six or seven good ones at least. And those two yeah. behind the net, the back pass one. I'm just like, I, I was flabbergasted by, you know, how bad he looked through so many stretches of this game. It's just, it's really, really surprising with all the stuff that's riding on this game to look like that. And it just fits their narrative perfectly. It really, really yeah, doesn't. Guess- and they got, they got the first series. Like, and everyone, it's just, it's impossible. It's impossible not to think that they just rested on their laurels. And it's just a perfect encapsulation of this Leafs core where it's like, oh, you had a couple good performances in a row, time to sit back. And they've done it over the whole time, the entire Matthews era, where they win a few games in a row and then they come out on a Tuesday night against the Panthers and they play like, and guess what? They did it again except for three games in a series after they beat the lightning. Like it's unbelievable that we're sitting here having this conversation after last week, the momentum they had, like I'm sick about it. What's so hard for me to analyze. And like, I, I try really hard to objectively analyze hockey when I talk about it. And obviously we have a leaf show, so I'm familiar with the ins and outs of this core, but what's hard to analyze is the absence of something. And for me, that's how their seasons have died out is not, you know, yeah, there've been the odd turnover. We just talk about the Gauchinuk one, but like, it's generally just waiting for something to happen that never happens with yes. this group. And so for me, it's not like, I bet you went through that game. Matthew's blocked a lot of shots, turned a couple of pucks over in the D zone. You know, I bet you we go through it and it's like, it wasn't awful. However, it's the absence of the greatness, that moment, that whatever, that in these sort of situations is, it's become a sample size large enough to say it's fair to well, critique. Yeah, of course it is. And I, I like, uh, comparison is the thief of joy, right? And you don't want to always do it. But ultimately, again, for four players of that caliber, 
four guys who have at one point in their careers all been considered, you know, top 20 players in the game, which like I, I think is kind of fair considering Nylander scored 40 goals this season. For them to have zero goals through three games, for them to play with such little force in a do or die game, like Sammy, I, it, you're right. It's like it's that absence of something, but it's also been present all along, which is these guys don't have any jam. Like they just don't have the guts that it takes to be great players in this game. And maybe they evolve into that at some point in their careers and maybe some of them develop it, but like they've tried every iteration of transplanting different guys around this core four. And when it comes down to it, the same four guys do the exact same thing, which is no show in these massive moments. Like how could you not just come out with your hair on fire? They had two days off. I was texting with some people like around the game being like, Hey, what are you seeing tonight? What are you seeing tonight? The response I got back unanimously was I thought they were going to come out with their hair on fire. Is that the way that you would describe the way they played tonight? A group with their hair on fire? Like yeah. where's the level of pride for some of these guys to look across and say, Hey, did you see that Leon Dreisel had four goals last night? You see that the Oilers didn't want to go down 2-0 in a series. So their biggest stars just showed up and dominated. You look around the history of the game. What do you say about great teams when their backs against the wall, you're going to get a desperate effort. How do you not get that from this team? time and time again, and then look back at it and go, well, you know, there was this process. And if you just keep, it's done. Like they're they're done. This core is completely done. You cannot look anybody in the eyes anymore and say that it should be like rolled back again because of talent. There's more to this game than just skill. There's more to life than just being good at something. And you look at like Dubas and he, I mean, he's got to be sick, right? Like how many different iterations have the bottom six and different D men and all the different stuff that he's mixed and matched. And he seemed to finally sort of find the bottom six mix here that are at least contributing in these games. You look at Lafferty scored a goal tonight, thought he was popping, thought Achari had a good playoffs, thought Ryan O'Reilly had some moments where he was really good for them. Like the bottom six has been good enough for them to win these playoff games. Like, you know, if these, they were begging out for, what they pay these four guys for tonight. They were, they, all you needed, it was a two, two game for the entire third period. And all you needed was one of your incredibly high paid individuals to go out there and do what they're supposed to do. And it's not like it was game two where they're buzzing around the net. Like the amount of high danger chances in that third period. I, I I don't know. I I was watching with, you know, my shirt in my mouth. I had to change my shirts because my mouth was, my shirt was soaked. But, like, I, I don't know what the high-danger situation was. It felt like they had nothing in that third period. And with what's on – like, I tweeted before that period, so did you, Bunk. Like, the amount of stuff on the line going into that third period and for you to come out like that, I, I just – I can't wrap my mind around it. And I feel mm-hmm. like I'm just talking in circles, but I just cannot wrap my mind around your core guys looking like that in that massive of a moment it's unfathomable it's embarrassing it's disgraceful like i'm disgusted they got you know the i the so going into this game tactically for sheldon keep one of the things that he would have wanted to change you're trying to beat florida's pre-pinch right the, the d come down the walls a lot in the first period they stretched everything they went up the middle they got four odd man rushes in the first period off that they kind of had really exposed a weakness in Florida. And so for me, I was like, okay, like we're going to get chance. You're going to get to see Nylander streaking through the middle. It's, it's open for them to make some hay. 
what ended up happening, I guess, is they tried all that stretch stuff, but they left them really disconnected. There's no support when they went long. They tipped pucks in. Florida got it back. They turned it over. You know, like, I don't know if Florida made an adjustment on top of that or what happened, but it just it didn't seem connected offensively tonight. Both teams didn't have much. I mean, I think the final shot's 25-23 or something. Pretty slow game for, for these two teams. Yeah, uh, they got those opportunities early, Borny. They score a goal, and I'm asking Sis to put together stretch pass packages because you wrote about it in one of your articles this week, yeah. just how it was a vulnerability of Florida. And I thought, look at Borny, like nailing another thing that's going to end up happening here. What they finished the first with? I want to say it was four shots. Like yeah, what, four shots? Uh, they five, just six, five. Yeah, like four or five shots. Yeah, four. Four shots on goal. Four, nine, eleven. Like that was them throughout this game. Again, a team that is predicated entirely on game breakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Matthews had one good really look in this game. I that I remember. Nylander yeah. made a great. Marner had a touch of value <laughs> tonight. Yeah, I, you know. I, I, I can't name one real positive thing Marner did outside the penalty kill with the stick. You know, like, yeah. it's just... They, they Marner, Matthews, and Tavares all were uh, dash one with two shots on net each, zeros across the board. Willie Nylander mm-hmm. finished with a helper and uh, was, yeah. So, he yeah, got an and- assist on the, on the Gustafson goal. Yeah, to, to kind of, like, add to your point, I thought that the depth players tonight were phenomenal. I thought that the blue line was really solid, like not a ton of mistakes. I thought that they killed a couple of cycles. They were hard on pucks. You know, they were winning puck battles. You could tell that there was like a real urgency there, right? Like the lift they got from Lafferty and Camp, especially who like seemed like, like what have you been saying for forever is Toronto needs those support players to actually show up in a game. They just have a random game where you're great. And they were. And they, they really yeah. were. They get Gustafson yeah. makes a big play in the game. Obviously, he, you know, he's prone to make some mistakes, but he comes up with a huge moment. Another depth guy from your blue line. You yeah. got everything. Even the backup goaltender steps in. I was going to say. And, and you can't All fault him for anything. Like, yeah. you, you can't fault him for a single one of these goals. Like, there's just not one excuse that you can point to with these guys. And that's why, to me, this, this is the defining game of the core four. Like mm-hmm. everything that you ever had, if you were in the camp of defending these players or against these players, whatever it is, this is going to be the thing that you point back to and say, yeah, well, they had their moment. They had their opportunity. They talked this big ass game. Their coach was talking about how they're still confident, how they outplayed the team in the other game. They were going to go on the road. They were this excellent road team. They're going to have their fans and they completely stunk it up and they added nothing to the rest of their group that did show up. It just, again, it is just from those four. And, and so you saw the, no comeback then for you. No, uh, the they get the brooms out, baby. They they're oh, going they're going into the they're going yeah, yeah. into the quit zone big time on Wednesday night. We have to wait till Wednesday to watch them quit in Game Four. Can't wait. Yeah. It actually, you know what? It's that'll be more defining than this. Is what kind of effort do you get? What kind of belief is shown? I can you know, tell they, you exactly what they're gonna get. Like if you got this tonight, Borny, what are you gonna get Wednesday? See, I don't see. I don't think the team was as bad as you guys thought the team was tonight. I no, understand four guys were. Yeah, that's what this whole conversation is about. The yeah. rest of the team was solid. Right. Like the fourth line, I was like, put them out there in overtime. Get yeah. Camp over the boards. Get Lafferty over the boards. Kerfoot was playing well. Like, like every other person on the team was solid. Like truly, yeah. and it just was came down to four guys not being able to not convert chances. Like there was the problem in game two to, to, tr- to engage 
and drive play. Yeah. Like, I don't know what this, the zone time was tonight, but how much time did Marner and Matthew spend in the offensive zone? Like, can, I don't know how you look that up. Zone time, 530 to 450 in yeah. for the game. Total team. So, Borny, yeah. to me, the thing is, is like, there was this common, um, this common talk on Raptors Twitter this year is if you looked at the Raptors advanced metrics, they were actually not so bad. They were viewed as like a middle of the pack above average team and that they had a bunch of bad luck. Right. But what it really was, and our boy Blake Murphy did a very good job at this a season end whenever people tried to put the packages together of mm. what he dubbed like the fake comeback where mm. the Raptors would be able to be like, they'd be down a game 20 all game long. And then basically when the other teams kind of going to sleep and thinks they have it in hand, the Raptors would run up the score a little bit and make it seem closer than it is. And so I'm not as convinced as you, Sammy, that the Leafs are just going to pack it in and completely no-show the game. I actually kind of feel the other way about it where they show the fake comeback. And to me, that's almost like more infuriating because it's going to rekindle some form of debate for the some people that still have some belief in this core. But for me, I'm going to remember this moment. Like this, this one will be crystallized for me pretty significantly Obviously, barring the Leafs actually winning four in a row, but God, the odds of that happening at this point, it's just, come on, let's let's be realistic here. Yeah. I, even if they win a couple of games, right, and they look good doing it, and people try to make the argument of, well, they were the better team in game one and two, and they got goalied, and then they just had one bad game. It's like, nah, nah, nah. You don't get to have one bad game with this core four. And like, Sammy and I are with you, dude. We get it. Like, the team was good. Yeah. Structurally, it was all right. They had depth players show up. The goaltending was okay. It's it's none of this stuff. The, the key question about the series was, do you keep the core players, right? And that's been it every single offseason is roll those guys back out there for the next year. Don't make some panicky decision where you trade a super talented player just for the sake of making a move. But at this point, like that's what I think happened tonight with those four guys. You had an yeah. opportunity, just like you've had year over year over year to kind of keep the band together and prove that you're not what people think you are. And tonight they just, they completely defined the worst case scenario about the four guys on this team. So two thoughts, just, you know, this is all pretty doom and gloom fellas. The, the two, my two thoughts are <laughs> three, yeah, no, just completely. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I'm uh, you know, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't know what you want. Out the window here. Could yeah. injury affect your opinion? No. And could the fact that you both think that the depth in the team structure is good affect your opinion of keeping the GM or coach? Uh, so. I, I, to be honest, Borny, I, I really do think that this has now reached the point of scorched earth. Like, I, oh, close. no kidding. I, I, oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, like you look at the way that man. If they, they it's going to be if potentially what is on the line Wednesday night is one playoff series win. That let's be honest now. Looking back on it, let's let's play this game now. They were not the better team. They were not. They ran into a goaltender that let in every single goal, and they won three road games in overtime. If you're going to do the who's the better team game, it's going to hurt you looking back through their history, though. But, uh, like, in terms of them through playoff series? Yeah, if you want to say, well, they were better than Montreal and they didn't win, so are we yeah. playing it matters if you were better or not, or is it, or does it matter if you win or not? I'm saying that if you're going to look at this thing at a whole, the one playoff series that you won came against a team where their goaltender completely won in the pot and you won three games in overtime. Like, I, I'm just saying that that has to be kind of looked at through the lens of this thing. Like, they had some real tight butt periods and some tight butt moments 
And now if you're looking at the points of some of your stars, like from Marner, for example, who now has completely cooled off, you're going, sorry, how many points did he get in those blowout games? How much of what he was doing was 7-2 against Tampa Bay in game two of the series? Okay. I just, I I think that you show, I think you show yourself in important moments. And I do believe in character and I do believe in jam and I do believe in the intangibles in the sport. And at some point to me, I'm looking at this and going, you're just wasting everybody's time. If you try to roll this back and pretend that what we saw in this game, like doesn't matter or that the sample size of these massive moments doesn't count more than 25 regular season games when you're playing, uh, you know, a mediocre group of NHL teams that basically don't even care to be there. Yeah. I think if you look back on that Tampa series, if you put Bobrovsky on Tampa, the Leafs lose in like six games or five games. Like Vasilevsky killed them looking back. Like I just was expecting, I was like, oh, the Leafs are doing a great job against Vasilevsky. And then you see a guy that's like hot and playing well. And it's like, oh, he's just like, stopping those ones from the point every time, eh? Like, those ones aren't trickling through them every time, eh? Like, it just really feels... Like, Florida just looks better. I don't know. Like, it's crazy to say that. But, like, in game two, they're obviously not the better team. But tonight, I just... From the drop of the puck, I'm like, how are they going to beat them? I'm like, like, I don't feel like even... I was prepared to come on here if the Leafs won this game in overtime. It's like, even if they won this game tonight, are they going to beat them? Like... They just are playing so much harder, so much more jam. Like all their guys are just, it's their top guys are just playing so much harder. I, I don't know how to explain it other than that. And maybe it sounds unfair, but it just seems that they are just an intense group that's hot and wants it. And the Leafs went into this probably thinking that they got lucky not getting Boston and it completely flipped on them immediately. Well, okay. Just to like to point to the what's fair thing, right? Like Bourne, I guess I would ask you that situ- that that question back to you is like, what else do you need to see? I guess to want change, like like what, what I don't you, you want to see another year. I, of it? I haven't said a thing about not wanting change. Oh no, no, I'm just. I, think, I know you're playing devil's advocate here. I'm just. I'm right. asking you the question about like how you feel about this. Like what else? If you were sitting down in that room and they're coming to you and they're panning it over and they're going, "Hey, so are we overreacting here?" Like, what is the case that you're making to say, well, I do think that there's X left to see with these guys? Yeah. You know, I think the hardest answers are like, well, Tavares at $11 million is not, he can't create it five on five. So what are you going to do with that guy? He's got a no trade, you know, clause, you know, there's a pretty big issue and a lot of salary that's used up. So look around the room and say, how do we start with this before we do anything else? And then you would have to have a fundamentally deep conversation about the character of the people we're talking about, Matthews, Marner, and Nylander after that. Because I don't question John Tavares' will or effort. I, you know, and, and frankly, you know, I'm, I'm hesitant to do with anyone. Like, Matthew's not bad tonight. It's just where are those moments? I, I don't know, man. I, if They would know so much more than us about off ice and habits and how they take care of themselves. They go down to Florida and party. Is anyone out at night? Like what? I don't, we don't know those sort of things. If you have off ice doubts, then it's a lot quicker to say, we got to move on. Their commitment isn't to hockey. If it is boy, I don't, I wouldn't want to trade them to another team and all of a sudden watch them playing for, you know, whoever Colorado next year. Yeah. There's always that fear, right? I, I would just say this. I don't think it's a matter of Marner doesn't care, you know, or, you know, John Tavares doesn't care. Pretty strong implication here that they don't care, bud. No, no, no. The implication isn't that they don't care. It's that 
there's something like one is I think what we saw from Arnold tonight was just straight up choking again. Like we've seen that with him in the past where he's slipping fucks over the glass. Everything like to me, it's just there's there's two things with Marner that I think are very real that we've seen enough of in the playoffs. One is that he seems to tighten up in these moments, but also that just size does matter in these things like the playoffs do get more physical and it's harder for a player like that to impose himself game to game, like for him to create the same amount of space that he normally does that we're used to in regular season games. It's, it's just not there. Guys aren't willing to give you that extra step. They're not will. They're not going to quit on a play the same way. So to me, it's just how much space do you guys feel like Marner has in these series? How many times do you feel like, you know, he's ripping a puck off somebody and then he's just dangerous where everyone looks like they're kind of caught flat footed and he's paralyzing you with his vision and his playmaking. I just, I haven't, personally seen that in this series and i've seen this go away in the past i don't think the guy doesn't care i just think that there are some limiting factors with his game he's a bit of a choker and with matthews yeah i do think like man there were some moments in this game tonight if you want to talk about character stuff where i hated matthews's body language like you're the leader of the team you're supposed to be the alpha the guy that people look at and say man we should win because we have this guy on our team and look yeah. on the bench so many times, just not talking to anybody, staring forward. I know he wore that one puck and he's slunched, uh, he's, you know, hunched over yeah. and he's not looking too comfortable. But where was the moment in this game tonight where Matthew showed just some anger and was yelling at a teammate and telling them to just kind of get engaged? So, again, I don't think it's like a I don't care thing. I just think some guys have that inert fire and some guys on this team might not be able to string that together night in, night out. I just don't. Yeah, I I mean I I think the in the first round Marner was pretty dynamic. Like there's no question. Definitely they won his they, they won his minutes handily in the first round. Yeah. Like he was really really good like you know, goal share wise throughout the first full first series, but you know, like this is the playoffs and the goal is to not win one playoff series, it's to win two. And when the games have gotten more important and bigger, he's been baggled. Like he's been he hasn't been here at all. So I think like, I obviously am not questioning they're they're caring. Like that's not what I'm doing. I just think that like, yeah, they, some guys are rise to the occasion. Like look at yeah. what Leon Dreisaitl's doing and everyone kind of kills him, myself included for like defensive stuff. And you know, you know, there's the conversations about him being better than Matthews and Lee fans defending it or whatever. Every big game that guy plays in, he scores two goals. He scores a hat trick. He scores four goals. He scores. They they go down to Vegas. They need a he game. They get it. Last year, like like it's just he, yeah. It's there's certain guys that have it and just have the ability to elevate their game in big games. And I think it's pretty clear here now that the games have gotten even bigger than the first round of the playoffs that they're going away again. And it's mm-hmm. just like I don't. I don't know how else to say it other than that. Like, like I just really, be- I just really believe that Leaf fans have been blessed, and you know, you're so excited to have this core of incredible four guys that you've never had in the team's history. And the curse of it is, is that none of them like have the killer instinct. None of them are want to cut yeah. someone's head off to win a game. None of them have had that ever. And like you're you're so right about Matthew's body language. Like McDavid is yelling at guys, and think about what McKinnon's like if they're losing a game, or think about what Sid is like if they're losing a game, or Gino. Like they want to, you know, slash somebody's face. Like they're so pissed off they're losing. 
it just doesn't look the same with this core four. And it just, well, it breaks my heart. And Borny. It's fascinating because we've talked about the taping grit to the core thing before versus having just, it within the players who play and you're and getting the, some answers. And the grit always sort of defers more to the core. Like the grit that comes in, sure, like Shen beat the crap out of Janot, but like, you know, he's he's on his island by himself. But like, it always feels like there's never any brute like melees in these games because it kind of feels like grit guys they bring in don't know that these guys don't want to get into it. Like we Matthews didn't even want to play with bunting anymore because he was afraid of all these scrums all the time. Like you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a blessing and a curse with the Toronto Maple Leafs that we were given the four best, maybe most talented players in the franchise's history. And none of them have any killer instinct. But, like, beyond that, okay, like, and I know that we're doing intangible stuff here, but, Borny, like, when you're saying Matthews wasn't that bad tonight, right? Like, what's the bar for a great player? Because he had two shots on goal, and he's a guy that's a 60-goal scorer in the league. Like, I, I do think that's bad. Like, I, I don't know. If the, bar, if the bar is not you were bad, like, you got some blocked shots in a playoff game because you played a bunch of minutes and, like, you were defensively, structurally sound, like, okay, that's great. That's what Nola Chari's here for. You know, that's what David yeah. Camp is here for, for a superstar player of his caliber to have two shots in a must win game on the road, like against this. Yeah, we literally just did this. That was the yeah. absence of something conversation oh, yeah. we yeah. already had. Yeah, but I just don't know how that's not like bad. Like that to me it's is really bad. bad. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah, that to okay. me is just quite we have, frighteningly we, awful. We have established bad. Oh, bad. I just, I, they I are bad. bad. I'm, God, I'm just, damn it. I'm really hurt for the fan base that got to yes. celebrate this, you know, monkey off the back thing that after 19 seasons, it was just, you know, Sammy, you and I went out that night and just seeing people in the street celebrating it and everybody wearing their jerseys and just feeling like they don't have to be the butt of a joke for one second. Right. Like, and then you roll into the very next week, like, that was a week ago, one week. <laughs> and it's just completely back to the same hell you've always been in, which is questioning the jam of the group. What's going to happen during the off season. You'll never be free. Why yeah. can't you just get over this hump? Like it is just, it's, it's backbreaking from the standpoint of looking at people who care about this team, the way that they yeah. do. Like I just, I empathize with Leaf fans so much. And I, again, I know that people love to clown on them because they get a lot of attention, but Leaf fans have had nothing for, two decades like they got one playoff series win and all this torture and people dunk on them like nonstop because they like oh, to yeah. try to have belief in their team and it's like god they just get sucker punched again i thought about i texted you guys being a leaf fan that spent money to go down to that game oh, and sat in that arena surrounded by what well, pretty good panthers fans good for them they showed up yeah. i the you don't think yeah, so? Sick. I thought that they had oh, some... sick! You can show up for two weeks all year. Good for you. You uh, schedule just... you schedule you schedule your Leafs game every year for March 29th for the March break, so you can fill your stupid building. And then sure. the playoffs come around. They're like, "Yeah, no tickets for you guys who keep us afloat." Yeah, they were fine for. They were pretty quiet in a two-two game in the third period. And they're all sitting there. They're like, "What's what sport is this? What's an offside?" Like they uh, don't care. Like they, no. guess what? Guess what? I'll tell you right now. If the if the Panthers were down. Three zero in a series. <laughs> I bet you old cats talk wouldn't be getting many views. They'd be uh, they'd be at the bar. They wouldn't care. Like they don't care. That's what kills me. The Leafs are losing to a franchise that just like the level of caring for between these fan bases. It's like the Panthers lose this game in four games. 
like, does it make sports radio in Sunrise? Like, they're like, F1 was there, the heater hot, offseason, you know, I don't know, is there a draft that's going to happen in, like, college or something? Like, this, the level of care between these two fan bases, and like you said, all those people fly down there, they spend all this money, and you go down there, and that's the performance. Like, I would never, I would never recover from that. Like, I would truly... <laughs> Like I, I've been broken a lot of from this. Ah, nah, I'll recover. Like, I mean, that's, I always do. It's, it's, I've been a Leaf fan my whole life, Borny. Like I, I, like the real, at least the hedge is working out. Oh yeah. Yeah. I am rich. But, uh, the real (laughs) scary thing here for Leaf fans is that you waited so long. And I'm talking about the core four again. You waited so long to have this kind of talented players. Like I remember the conversations we used to have with my dad being like, the Leafs could just get a center behind Sundin or the Leafs could like in the crappy years through the two thousands, the Leafs could just get a number one center. And like, they've been blessed with all this incredible talent. And I said to myself at the start of this, like run seven years ago, like if these guys don't get it done, what happens next? And it's like, it's seven years and they've had one playoff series. And it's like, now what the general manager doesn't have a contract two of your biggest players who have not performed in big games are up for contracts this summer. Your coach is now like under the spotlight. It's just like, you've gotten nothing and it it's heading towards nothing town fellas. Like it's terrifying. This isn't two years. This is <laughs> seven or eight years now of this. It's crazy. You think, you think the flyers would trade the number one pick when they get it tomorrow for all of the guys you're mad at today. I think they would. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you want to have that conversation, Borny? I'm ready. Like, I'm not in the right headspace for that conversation because I, I am. Let's have it. Why you don't do things with no sleep, but I'd be like, deal right away. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, done deal. You guys never see that dating show where the person has to press the button and it's like the, the person that presses it first is saying no to the other person, like get out. That would be me just ramming that button the second, like an ugly person sat down is me for the Connor Bedard trade. Just, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll start. <laughs> I'd like to start again with Connor Bedard, fresh slate. See you later, guys. Uh, yeah, all your bags are packed. Honestly, the way that Tavares has played in this series, it would almost be worth it to trade one of those guys to get off the contract. Like, it's just, oh it's, my God. It's, it's, it's so ridiculously bad what you're seeing from the guy every night. Uh, okay, so let's get try to get this back on the rails to a certain degree. I will say that I know that's what people want tonight is the bit of the bloodletting. I know that that's what I want. I, I cannot imagine sugarcoating this loss I, in any way. I can't. I have nothing good. Like, I can't be like I, – I, I'm a Leaf fan. People, I have like, I, I've been – my whole life is – like, they've given me this platform because I'm a passionate person. I'm not going to mm-hmm. come on here and give you one positive thing. Is there any <laughs> is there any Leaf fan in any bar or any living room or any place around that arena that's yeah. leaving there and being like, I thought Matthews blocked a couple of shots tonight. That was great. No, no, <laughs> no it's all bad. I'm yeah. sad, devastated. Yeah. And everyone that's watching this show, if you're a Leaf fan, you're devastated. If you're not a Leaf fan, you're drinking up my tears. And I'm sick mm-hmm. for my brethren because we're just going to take a goddamn beating for so many weeks here like it's a it's beating it's time it's That's a beating time the the 67 chant is going to start to get so long that you're going to be like 1967 yeah. <laughs> i was gra- i was grasping at straws tonight chris cuthbert's like jo- uh joseph wall has a chance to win the first 
the first game in relief since Terry Ch- Sawchuck in 1967. I'm like, oh, maybe <laughs> this is the sign. Reinhardt, bonk. Oh, great. It's not the sign. We still suck. Leafs suck and then you die. So that's my one positive tonight is that oh, I, I, I did. I really like Joe Wall. Like I thought he came in. He bit as hard as you can possibly bite on the Duclair goal, but yeah, that's one hell of a move and it's not that. on he's him. He's good at that move. Yeah, that's that's an incredible move. And like, yeah, what are you supposed to say? The guy comes in ice cold on a power play. And uh, Borny, can you tell me what the hell happened on this play? Like, what what is supposed to happen? Because I know a breakaway is not supposed to happen. Can we roll yeah. that. Sis? Yeah, you just you know both uh, Justin Hall and Jake McCabe have to have their sticks to the inside, and Hall gets a real head start in the outside lane where he seems to think the puck is going. So he's outside the dots. McCabe is kind of drifting to the other lane. It, they need to both have their sticks in the middle of the ice. Is essentially all it'll take, and the D-man won't even try to make the pass. I don't know if we got the back angle. Probably not, but let's see here. Yeah, they're just both Hall there cuts to the outside. Duclair's fast, but that player's there on every single power play. It's there. You never see that pass because it should never be there. Yeah. I just, I just assume it's like both defensemen's fault, but I guess maybe that's just yeah. a little bit more Hall. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. And then there's just a deflected goal that goes in on the kid. And then the last one, he's, he's a little lost. But again, it's just, you know, you give up opportunities in your own end for a team to cycle. And a guy like Reinhardt is going to just great move by Reinhardt on the overtime nice goal. Just, yeah. Like really just a quick play scores it. I guess my takeaway with this is, well, one is I, I, I know this is stupid, but yeah, the series isn't over yet. I'm, I'm rolling back with Wool next game. I like I don't know what Samsonov's injury is. I know he's been playing with one, but to me, I, I'm turning the page here and I'm using this as actual information moving forward. Like I need a spark if I'm Toronto. If I need to win four in a row, I agree. I need a spark, and I'm saying the kid gets the net moving forward. It is what it is. Samsonov, like. You've obviously been playing through something. He got smoked on that play by Shen, which is generated again off of a turnover by the Leafs, a soft play by Austin Matthews, who just doesn't get a puck in deep. And because he's got so much heart and he cares so much and he's just caring all the way. And that's why he's just caring to get the puck in deep. But yeah, it goes back the other way. And his goaltender gets absolutely shattered on the play. And yeah, uh, Samson off limps off. But I I just thought Roll. Wool was quality, man. I just yeah. I felt good with yeah. him in the net. There was only like one or two moments where he looked jittery. He settled in. I'm rolling with him the rest I, of the way. If that's one game or four, I do have a positive. And now that we're yeah. looking to next season, that's gonna be great. He's a good goalie. I think the yeah. Leafs actually might have drafted a goalie that can play for them in the in the regular season and maybe in the playoffs. As next season chats go, Sammy Matt Murray's available. He's yeah, great, fine. Yeah. He's been available the whole time, and they've chosen to have Wool on the bench. So you got another year left of his deal. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Can I, 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 like, I, was I was going to ask you, like, is there any reality that you get that desperate where you just go, we're, we're putting him in the net? Like, well, no time like the present. Is that, is that a McKee zero? No, yeah, yeah, okay. no chance. No, yeah, okay. not at all. He's the I just, third. I thought about like, cause when they went, he's ready. I thought, I wonder how long he's been ready because what he had, it was a concussion last one, right? I can't remember because he had five different injuries this season. Yes. They were all different yeah. spots, but I did have that thought of, Hey, if wool wasn't great tonight, what would happen? But I think wool was good enough to justify keeping I, it. And yeah, I, I thought just, he like is, I don't think he's athletic and as you know, 
got the pedigree of Samsonov, but he's mm. quiet in the net. Like he is he's really not lunging all over the he's place. Like the puck hits him, he just so he's he's very fundamental and square and quiet. Mike McKenna likes him, so I do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Mike McKenna said he should been starting the whole time, which is a wild take. But it's I, a small I, sample, but he actually had the best fancy stats of every Leafs goalie. Yeah, yeah, yeah he he's he's a good goalie, and that's yeah. one positive from this is when I start next season and torture myself for a full six months, which I can't wait for and talk about the regular season for a full year. And it doesn't matter at all. I'll be like, Oh, wall's a fun storyline. We can talk about it. It's going to matter when they have eight new players and a new coach. These these pointless games (laughs) for these pointless games that don't matter before they lose to a worse team in the playoffs. When none of their stars show up, it'll be great to talk about wall. Can't wait. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about though. Is yeah. It's it, it it genuinely to me. Oh, Ryan is yeah. That was, Okay, if we were going to power rank most confusing, I cannot believe it, plays of the game, Ryan O'Reilly passing a puck back into his own zone on the tape of the Panthers' best player. That was the number one thing I would have drafted in the this-will-never-happen draft. If you had to watch that one go in with four minutes left and that was the game winner, I I, I mean, I don't even think we could have held Leafs talk tonight. You you couldn't handle it, Sam. I have to say that that was rather audacious by Mr. Bennett. But I I liked it. Good move. Yeah. Had the whole top of the net open. If he gets any right elevation, player, yeah. like that would have been. I mean, there's a couple things that it would have. Like, I mean, the Leafs lost, and they, you know, they're go, they're going home on Wednesday. But the thing that there's a couple things that really twisted the knife. If you know Sam Bennett, who probably should have been suspended for this game, goes in and scores a between the legs Merrick Malik game winning goal with four <laughs> minutes left, that mm-hmm. would have been pretty sweet. And uh, I'm sure, like, I'm not saying this because I don't really think that the Leafs played hard enough to get any penalties called on them tonight. But Wes McCauley being the ref when they have their first ever playoff game with no power plays that is incredible in playoff floor. Game, yeah. That's just incredible uh, playoff floor. We all agree, floor. though, there was nothing really missed nothing. or anything. Nothing. It was absolutely it was nothing. If anything, the Leafs got away with three yeah. or four egregious ones in the final minutes of the period. Uh, Gustafson hooked on to somebody. There was a pretty clear trip. Like I, I really hope that no Leaf fan comes close to grasping at that straw is what I'm getting at here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the next topic I was going to bring up any issues with the fact that they didn't get any power plays, but to me, this just gets back to the same thing. That's the theme of the game, which is your stars are supposed to impose themselves on the game and drive play and force a team like the Panthers to be hemmed in. Like you're supposed to basically cycle the puck a bunch and cause them to make a desperate play. Cause you got a Mark stall type. Who's on his last leg. Pull you down by playing in his own end. Exactly. Make an infraction. Yeah. Make them chop you down, cycle the puck, do a couple turnbacks, you know, get the puck down low, get along the boards. Something. The only chance that the Leafs had at drawing a penalty tonight was bunting, flailing around. He was full back to like the oh bunting. My God. He got, he gave you two good games of two or three games <laughs> of good Michael bunting. And then 58 was just back to his old tricks oh, yeah. tonight. Just f- like stay on your skates for maybe 35 seconds when a puck goes into a corner, please. He was a full flop fest. Yeah. Like we'll do the post-mortem completely, uh, the post-mortem completely when they're actually out of it, but I'll do the, it. No, no, but I don't want there's to do it. There's a pulse still, Sam. Yeah, you can't bury an alive body. Yeah, I know. Right. Sam, Sam I literally, Sam is hitting the Leafs in the head with a shovel as he buries <laughs> them in a shallow grave. Hello, like, Smother from McKee. Yeah, he's, 
He's just like, please be quiet. Please go away. Say, I am sour. Like, yeah. So sour. You capital S. Clearly established that during the show, man. I don't think anyone is confused about the wavelength that you're on. Good. We're trying desperately to get the show like halfway back on the rails here. Like just flailing at you. Uh, But yeah, the, the interesting thing I think in game four is, do you go back to 11 and seven? I don't know, man. Listen, I love a lot of the things Gustafson did with the hockey puck tonight. I can't, you can't put him on the ice. It goes the other way. Just as fast, if not worse. He's terrifying. He made a pass in his own end. (laughs) In oh a 2 2 hockey game. I know the exact where one. He collected the puck along the boards, clearly has room to skate it out, and oh, throws an absolute slip. grenade <laughs> into the skates of, I think it was Luke Shen. Like, and just no. to a non puck handling defenseman, rifled one in there, turns into a turnover. That's probably the moment of the playoffs where I went the most just. Please don't ever show your face here again. This is so inexcusable for him yeah. to make that play. You're right. The only thing is, Borny, if I was going to say when did the Leafs feel the most threatening tonight is when he has the puck on his stick with some space yeah. point. Yeah. Oh, and he made that little slip to Nylander before Nylander completely gooned up a two-on-one, tried to pass it to Tavares. He made the, the goal fake was awesome. He, yeah. 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 Did some great stuff with it. He also... They won the drawback to him twice where he completely just like, yes. I don't know what exploded on him. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's chasing the play. It's like, are you amazing or awful? I have no clue after watching. <laughs> you nailed it when we were chat in our group chat. He is, his nickname should be Mr. High Event because yeah. it's happening when he's out there. Boys, it's Someone happening. getting a chance. You just don't know who. <laughs> Dude, it's like. At the top of the league, it's it, the guys you have to watch when they're on the ice. McDavid won, and then it's like Gustafson <laughs> is two. <laughs> like Gustafson oh, slots in right behind McDavid, and like something crazy is about. Oh, hey, yeah. hockey fans, settle in. You're about to see something happen. I the other issue I have with the eleven on seven, and I'll just admit is, and I this one was is harder to quantify, but this is sort of where the tinkering gets to a point where you go, you know what, it, it would be nice to maybe have a little bit of reliability amongst your lines. It just, you're searching for it. It felt desperate all night. And to me anyways, this is just my perspective early on in the game, especially they reminded me of a football team that scripts their first series on offense where like they, the coach goes in and says, we've got all the plays scripted and they go down, they Mm -hmm. score a touchdown. And then the rest of the the defense makes the adjustments. And then the coach sits down and goes, okay, like now we're going to let our quarterback call plays but your quarterback is Jared Goff. And all of a sudden he starts throwing interceptions. And it just felt like the Leafs never really had anything outside of the camp Lafferty pairing that was just consistent throughout that game. And I had to at least think about and bring this up of how much of an effect do you guys think this was of just constantly having things in a blender and guys sitting there on the bench going like, I, I wonder what that bench looks like during a game like this. Where, like, you, you're just like seven minutes. Yeah, you're just sitting there staring at Keith, going like, what, "Like what?" He's like, go, 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 "Not now, now you, now you, now you." It just yeah. it felt all over the place. It felt how many times was like an actual same line out there for maybe three rotations? It was nuts. It's, it was chaotic. That's the best way I can exper- it, can say it. It's just it felt really like you said. It's just a lack how of quick consistency. Did they missed twenty three though, Sam. How oh quickly did they miss nice? That Achari or Ryan O'Reilly line missed is missing the one piece to give it a spark. Yeah, that like I, you know, looking back on takes from this week that all of a sudden became incredibly relevant. But Kipper talking about 
how like they're way too dependent on this guy. And I was like, oh, what are you talking about? That's like the first game he's out. I'm like, oh my God, he is by far their best left winger. Like he's the only guy on the left. He's the only guy on the left side that has any offensive impact. Like Bunting, sure. But like Bunting can't carry the puck. Bunting can't do the dangles that he does. Can't work on the half wall like guys can. Like, it's just like, wow, he is incredibly important to this team. Spin zone for him being out is... He's not getting the loser juice on him. Like he doesn't oh, have yeah. to be in that dressing room for all the loser ooze. That is just you build know, around him. That's clearly <laughs> it's just very clear that he's a big part of this future. And at least he yeah. doesn't have to sit around there where those guys do their probably little swarmy press conference where they go. We thought we did some good things tonight, but we didn't get the bounces, you know, just but have to be better and then roll it in the next uh, game. Good job, uh, fellas. No, Austin, Austin Matthews. Go ahead. It's do or die. Yeah, that's from Welcome. Luke Fox on Twitter. It's do or die. That He's was uh, Chat GPT, Austin Matthews. Was... <laughs> <laughs> it. Hey, uh, uh, type in the in the in the style of choker. Thank you. Yeah, the the do or die is is pretty extreme considering. Be a I tough keep... lot if they come back and win the cup this year. Let it, good. Let it be the one that lit a fire under their ass. Yeah, uh, I. The thing about them winning four in a row at this point is like, what, what's the thing right now that you're seeing from them that you just believe is going to be their next game? I don't think Florida's very good. That's yeah, that's, but that even makes it more infuriating <laughs> is that I don't watch this Panthers team ever and go, wow, these guys are just incredible. They just have some tenacious forwards that are pretty nasty on the four check. And then they just seem to have what Toronto hasn't, which is guys who are finishing some big, like Verhage, where they go, yeah. look at all these game-winning goals he has. It seems to translate to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're content to kind of wait for their chances, then go, go, go. You know, they do have some urgency, for sure. But I didn't feel like Bobrovsky was really pressed tonight. Can you guys think of, like, three awesome Bobrovsky saves? No. No, no. no this like, is the, their worst game of the series by a good distance. Yeah. Like I just, close. there was pretty much a real nothing. Anyway, God, I, like, I, I can look through my rapid fire, but I really don't want to just crush no. more guys because I'm just no, pretty no. much mad about everything. Uh, God, I will say, though, that defensively, I really did like a lot of what they were doing tonight. Like some depth guys just winning some puck battles in their own end, closing some gaps well. Yeah. Again, they got everything from everyone in the lineup except for the most important four guys. Ugh. Disgusting. Story of the game, sir. We could have been five minutes and done yeah. just what you just said. Yeah, yeah. basically that's what this should have been tonight is, hey, does anybody want to say anything nice about the top four guys? And Bourne would have been like. You got to work through it. You got to work through it. Good. You guys, this is cathartic I, for people. I, yeah. I feel way better. I feel <laughs> way worse. Like, because <laughs> now, it, it just now the therapy thing is over where you get to yell and be upset. And now you just got to go sit in it. And that's the worst part is – Sitting in it, at least waiting for three money. days till the next game. That's I, good. I look forward to three radio shows this week. That's I, great. I'm really looking forward to Succession. I'm going to go watch Succession with Allie, which I'm going to just turn my phone off and just enjoy that. So looking forward to that. I'll be staring through Succession tonight, straight up, just thinking uh, yeah. about what Bourne said, where there's three straight radio shows of the content. <laughs> so it's basically like you Don't have go tomorrow. You've got to do. Tomorrow, you know, some what the hell happened and what moves forward. And then you try to spin some stuff moving. Like, I don't, you guys know me. I'm pretty much a narrative. This is what I make my bones in is I can craft narratives. I can make a story. 
I'm staring forward to the next couple of days going, I might just be doing some Blue Jays. LeBron, Steph Curry. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what? Jays are back on track, baby. We're back. Jays three in a row after getting swept. We're back. Yeah, boy. I just just took a peek at my phone and it is a not – it's it's a lot of messages that are not getting text back tonight. I can just tell you that. <laughs> tonight is not the night for the replies. Tonight is basically just mute and goodbye. Um, okay, so anything else from this game? Or are we going to wrap up? Oh I'm, God, wrap it up. I'm right, really cool. sorry. I'm really sorry for all you wonderful Leaf fans that trek to Florida. Like, I'm just sick for you. You know, no. you just have to go back to your hotel room, or you can go to a nice beach bar and cry in your mai tai because that's just yeah, that's I, tough. I it's actually feel over. the least. Oh I feel the God. least sorry for them, which is, you know what though? I'm with Bourne, where I like I'm so unimpressed by Florida that if you were ever, and this would be the most perfect. Like I've already, this is the the pain of being, you know, someone who cares about the Leafs is I've already finished the show going like, you know what? Now everyone's going to say everything bad about them, and they're going to come out like a house on fire. They're going to win one road game, then they're back at home. What's the odds they're going to lose every home game to Florida? None. So then it's three two, and now you're on the road with all the pressure on Florida. Like I've already, I've already written the script in my head, fellas. Like I'm ready right. to believe again already. Down three zero. Like Sam's I, not purchasing your script. He's not no, buying tickets. I know. I'm a, I'm a movie. Yeah, if I'm like a head of a movie, I'm like, yeah, that's getting thrown out. I'll be like, yeah, yeah. it's a decent script. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll read that, that one later. Fantastical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even, yeah. yeah. Even yeah. with the writers on strike, Sam's like, I'm not accepting this script. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. All right, we, we can find someone else. Again, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JD Bunkus yeah. at Sam A McKee at JT Bourne. Uh, reach out anytime, please. Uh, hit the thumbs up on the YouTube channel because it does help us. Same with subscribing to the podcast. We don't know how many episodes it'll be, but it'll be back next year, we hope. Uh, we hope that along with all the firings, it doesn't include us. <laughs> it's just everybody goes. <laughs> they do a clean sweep through media. They're like, you know what? This is actually bad enough yeah. where we've just decided to shut I, everything I think down. it might be time for me to move to a hut anyway and never yeah, watch hut. this game again. <laughs> yeah. a year. It's, it's hut time. <laughs> well, I made a promise to go live in the woods for the rest of my life if the Leafs blew 3-1 to Montreal, and I already lied about that. So I can't make the hut promise again. <laughs> I, already, I already made the hut in the woods yeah. promise. And uh, again... You can share it. Don't be a vulture. We appreciate it always. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And yes, I'm sorry, Leafs fans, that you have to keep enduring this. My God.